Have you heard the term quiet quitting? Well, today we're going to be discussing what quiet quitting is and how it can actually improve your health and well-being. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about the viral TikTok trend, quiet quitting. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion on this within LinkedIn. And, you know, I wanted to kind of bring this to the forefront because I ran to an article that Ariana Huffington wrote um, the end of last month about quiet quitting and how it was quitting your, you know, quitting and it was giving up on life. And it was just, it, it made me so angry when I read this. And the reason why it made me angry is because I've always valued Ariane Huffington's perspective and the way she cares about work culture and employee wellness. And when I read this, it was just glaring how, as a CEO, she was really no different. That there was such a difference between our C-suite executive and the boots on the ground that were missing the most obvious reason why everybody is quiet quitting. And I shouldn't say everybody, but there is a growing trend of this, right? If you ever saw the TikTok, uh, the original TikTok post on quiet quitting, it says, you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. You're still performing your duties, but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life. Now, there is nothing in there that I do not agree with the TikToker. This is coming from ZK Chillin. So I'll put a link in there so you can go subscribe to him and follow him. But there's nothing in there I don't disagree with. See, younger generation has given it a term called quiet quitting. We have been talking about setting up boundaries at work for decades. You know, and it. I think a lot of this is coming on the crux of the pandemic. So many people have been burned out to the max. They were burned out before the pandemic started. And now everybody was working harder and to make things better and to survive this. Then now we're like, what the hell? It's never letting up. And we've realized that this culture of continuing this hustle is becoming an expectation. You know, I've been saying this for years. At some point, the power is coming back to the employees, and I think we're here. You know, there's been so many times that our jobs have just expected more. And I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started corporate, um, this was back in 2001. And, you know, this was the time where, you know, I think Blackberries were starting to come out, and you saw all the executives walking around with Blackberries, and you're like, oh my God, I know I'll be successful when I have one of those Blackberries. Fast forward a few years, I got myself a Blackberry and realized that was the double-edged sword. Here I was feeling so successful because I probably had this piece of equipment that my job said you were important enough that I needed to get in touch with you 24-7. The downside of that was they got in touch with me 24-7. You know, you got to the point where I remember at one point I had somebody sending me a message at 11 o'clock at night by 8 o'clock in the morning I had to have something to them. Um, When I signed up my job was 9 to 5. I don't know where that got lost in translation but your email 
emailing me at 11 o'clock and you want something by 8 a.m., that's on my off hours. But because I was super excited, I was like, oh, I have to get on this. I'm so important. I have to work through the night because in my eyes, this was how you got to the top. You put everything you had into this and you would get rewarded. Well, I'm a female and (laughs) we all know how that usually goes. But not to say I wasn't rewarded, but it's a lot harder, right? And it's interesting that this dynamic is shifting. This dynamic of giving everything to your job and taking your life away from you because work is more important. I remember when I had my first daughter, I was in labor on the phone with my manager. Now, in his defense, he actually was pretty angry that I was on the phone with him in the hospital during labor. But to the point where we have given so much that as employees, we need to take a step back. We are all burnt out. The burnout in society right now is through the roof. And this idea of quiet quitting, it's building those boundaries. It's saying, I don't care if you email me at nine o'clock o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night, I will answer you at 9 a.m. in the morning when I am back in the office. It's the idea that we are shutting our home office doors and walking away. We are putting our phones in the office and not taking them out with us to the dinner table. I think this is powerful. And when we talk about well-being, this is what we want. We know health and wellness really grows when there's healthy boundaries and getting to the point where I'm going to do my job. I am going to do a good job, but it's a job. And at the end of the day, I'm going to leave this. And you know, Arite Anand Huffington in her first post, and I'll tell you, it's her first post on quiet quitting, which she got a lot of slack for. Um, She put in there, quiet quitting is more about quitting your job. It's about quitting your life. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And I think that's where I was like, oh my God, she has this totally wrong. It's not about quitting your job. It's not about not being passionate. And then she goes on to talk about passion and jobs and things like that. And that's great. But what she misses, not everybody who has a job is passionate about that job. Maybe that job gives them money to feed another passion they have. Or maybe that job is just to provide food on their table for their family. Not everybody can be passionate passionate about their job. And this is where she is missing it. And it's become where that person in the corner office and the boots on the ground are so separated in their mindset. Because for her, you can just be passionate about your job. You can go out and find a job you are passionate about. Let me tell you, if everyone else went out and found a job they were passionate about, who's going to pick up our trash? Who is going to manage the water in our sewage systems? Who is doing these jobs? Because I guarantee you, the guy that's taking sewage water samples is not passionate about his job. He might be passionate about putting food on the table. She might be passionate about being able to provide for her son or daughter's after school sports activities. They might be passionate about something else, but sometimes a job is just a job. And that's where it really irritated me. It really made me angry because it's just missing the point. It's missing the point that our families, our lives, having fun, enjoying the short time we are here is more important than those reports, than making sure some CEO is able to buy a fifth home in some exotic country. It's about living our lives to the fullest, remaining healthy and happy, and not burning ourselves out for somebody else to get rich. And I think that is the point that she missed it in the first go around. I will say, 
about a week later, she put out another article and cleaned it up a little bit and acknowledged the burnout, still acknowledging that it's kind of quitting on life here. And I think she was trying to prove a point that she was wrong on. But you know, I give her props for, you know, coming back and putting it together. But do I think quiet quitting should stay? A thousand percent. I think the power needs to come back to the employee about building healthy boundaries with work and not working ourselves to death and not working ourselves in to sickness and inflammation and burnout and where we're not having quality family time, where we're not living our lives at the fullest. Do I think that should stick around? Yes. Now, I will say, if you are quiet quitting by like skating by at work, you know what? Just leave. You, you, because you're making somebody else's job worse. You know, if, if that's what this is to you, then find another job. I mean, at least do your job and do it well. You know, don't answer the phone at 11 o'clock at night. And if you're the manager that's sending emails at 11 o'clock at night, stop. Please, for the love of God, stop. That's not fair to your workforce. You know, when I used to manage a group in corporate, one of the things I would tell them when they go on vacation, they are not to answer emails. I don't care how the email comes in. Do not answer the email. And I, there's this one employee, and if he's listening, he knows exactly who he is, would always answer the email. And I'm like, Eric, stop answering the emails. You are not answering it. You are on vacation. I was telling the teams not to send him messages because I knew he couldn't separate it, but he needed that time. And that's so important as a manager, as a director, whatever your job in your industry is, is to acknowledge when your employees are on vacation or taking time off, that they are taking time off and you do not contact them, you know, and urge your employees to take that time off. If you have employees that have six weeks of vacation and you know it, you need to say something. Because I'll tell you, I can't tell you how many times I would go into an organization for a health event. And, you know, they were introducing me to employees. And there was always this one employee the manager was really proud of. And usually they'd come up to me and be like, see Sarah here? Sarah hasn't taken a sick day or a vacation in five years. And they were so proud of it because Sarah was so dedicated to her job. The only thing I can think think of is why are you burning out Sarah? You literally just told me how important she is and you're abusing her and burning her out. Tell her to take a sick day. Tell her to take a vacation. Make sure she is taking care of herself because I can guarantee you now, Sarah is probably the one that's backing off. Or Sarah might have left years ago because she couldn't take it anymore. If you value your employee, show them by showing them their health, their mental well-being is important. And you know what? If you're a manager, maybe let's start promoting this idea of boundaries at work. I'm not a big fan of the term quiet quitting because I do think it kind of means you're giving up at work and that's exactly not what this is. But setting those healthy boundaries at work is so important. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you next week. And as always, don't forget to eat your effing veggies.